Welcome to Life's a Story, where real life meets the mic. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm joined by some amazing individuals for some candid conversations about the moments in life that shape us. This is Andy. Whether it's navigating relationships, sharing personal triumphs, or dissecting the latest news, we're here to explore it all. Get ready for genuine, thought-provoking discussions. Hey, it's Stephanie. We believe every story deserves a spotlight, and we're not holding anything back. So grab your favorite drink, settle in, and join us as we peel back the layers of real-life experiences, one conversation at a time. Hi, everyone. I'm Dina. Let's dive into authentic, unfiltered stories that make life interesting. I'm excited about what we have in store for you today, so let's go ahead and kick things off and get started. Well, welcome back to Life's a Story, where real life meets the mic i'm your host greg steinke and my when wife is it gonna be my turn to do that <laughs> oh here we go yeah oh, like where'd that come from <laughs> that just kind of come in there right quickly <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> talking here we were just talking about control freaks and my niece is now a control freak <laughs> all right, all right go, go ahead i'll give you your moment <laughs> <laughs> well well i do have my wife dina hello and everybody just heard Stephanie. Hi. And then Andy's in the background just kind of keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> and we also have uh, my wife's sister, Susan, uh, with us today. And uh, we are going to talk about a pretty serious subject um, concerning dementia and Alzheimer's. But uh, before we get to that, um, it's been a good week. And we, we all look forward to Fridays where we come down here to the basement of our house and record these. And uh, we get pizza and just have a good time. Pizza Fridays. <laughs> it's tough crust. Or just food Fridays, really. It depends on whatever Any kind we, of food. Right. We alternate on who brings the food. Yeah. And so it can But vary. we always eat good. We always eat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and well, this, we did have a special treat We did. Tonight. What we, was it, Stephanie? Finally got Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Girl, and we picked up 154 cases of Girl Scout cookies Yep. Today. Build the house. So if you're hankered for some Girl Scout cookies. And you're local. <laughs> email us at life's a story 2024 at com, and we'll take your order. All right. So. Thank you for that advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate but, you. But uh, um, Susan is with us and maybe just kind of share a little bit on your relationship with my wife and, and of course, you know, our that's your daughter, Stephanie, so go ahead, Miss Susan. Okay, well, um, Dina is my sister, and she's younger by, you know, just barely, but younger. Um, we grew up in a small town in Botkins, Ohio, and um, I still work there at the high school. And um, Stephanie, of course, is my daughter. Your favorite daughter, so, yeah. My favorite daughter. All yes. three Your of only you daughter. guys went to Botkins then. Yes. Yeah. How far apart are you three? Did you all graduate together? No. no. I graduated in no. 81. Oh, no. You graduated in 85 and 86. I graduated in 86. I'm the baby of the family. No. <laughs> yes. But I that think Susan went to school with a couple of my cousins. Yes. And uh, so she knows some of my other family as well. Mm-hmm. So um, the reason Susan's with us today is we are going to... Um, talk about our journey and our story regarding um, Alzheimer's dementia with our mom and um, she was diagnosed a little over a year ago right, right? yeah and so we just want to share I think 
I mean, everybody's story is going to be different, um, different stages of dementia or types of dementia, or I'm sorry, Alzheimer's that um, people might have. But we want to share our story and um, just our struggles um, and our victories and whatnot. But um, that's why we're here today. But um, we talked a little bit about um, where we grew up and we are, there's five of us kids in our family and mom and dad, uh, hardworking parents and dad worked at the same job for 59 years, 59 years, Mm -hmm. the same, the same job. And so pretty typical, I think family. And, um, so this kind of hit us at the time, we're going to say it hit us kind of out of the blue in 2020. Two or twenty three, like in September of twenty twenty two. Okay. How were you guys able to tell, like, where there's signs? What did we like, notice what first? Signs did you guys see? Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I would say the first signs I I noticed was when she moved here to Troy. Mm. So that would have been a year before. No, not even a year. What, July before. of twenty one. Okay. About that. Yeah. So I would, I think that's when I kind of noticed um, some signs. What kind of signs were they um, that you two saw? Or Well, I'm going to say we noticed things then, but then as we're going to talk, um, as we discuss more about it, looking back. There were some things. There were that... some things that we noticed um, that now we can say that yeah. was most likely Which I think will be a help to it. others that because those were things that the, those were actual signs but we did not we didn't see know. them as signs right. and and you and if we would have known back then even I would say almost 5 years before she was actually diagnosed we would have maybe gone to a neurologist then and gone through the testing then, maybe she could have been on a medicine or something like that. But that just wasn't our case. And your your dad had passed away in 2012. Mm-hmm. And um, just maybe about a year after that, I think she moved and, and began to live with us for about two and, <clears throat> and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, moved back to the house where y'all grew up at. Right. And then we, she eventually ended up back yeah, I'm living in the town that we live in, in Troy. Um but Andy asked like what signs that I saw um shortly after we moved here. Um and mom worked in this area um in Troy for a little bit, but then Sydney mainly and that's where she goes to church. But um the one incident that I can think of now was um She was coming home from a church activity on a Saturday evening. It was rainy. And she had lived here in Troy a few months, months, you know, maybe six months or so. Um, And it was when she was coming back through town, she missed her road to turn to go to her house. And so she just kept driving and... Later on, let me jump to this point, we ended up that evening getting a phone call. Um, I think I tried to get a hold of mom somehow, but she wasn't answering her phone. And um, 
So finally, I think she called me mm-hmm. and I said, where are you? And she's like, I'm in a rest area. I'm like, well, why are you in a rest area? Well, I, I couldn't, I missed my road or something missed, like that. Yep, yep. Um, so how it was, she missed her street. In Troy. She, in Troy. She kept driving all the way through town. Around, you know, our town has a, you know, a, uh, a square, a, roundabout. A square the roundabout. And she went all the way out to the interstate and headed back north from where she came from to to a rest area. And her explanation of all that was, because I, I would say, Mom, you had all these different places. You should have just pulled over and called us. And she said, well... I knew if I could just get to the interstate, I'd be able to get home. And so she said she followed, um, and she said, I couldn't see out of my window. And I don't know how long it's been. She didn't realize or didn't know how to turn her defroster defroster on. Um, And so, excuse me. So she couldn't see. And so she says, I just followed the white line until I got to the interstate. And, but I said, mom, you know, you could have pulled over. I said, there's, she said, well, there's nowhere to pull over. I said, well, there's all kinds of places to pull over. There's the gas station, there's Dollar General. I mean, there's so many businesses between where she lived and back out to interstate. Mm -hmm. But that didn't make sense to her. What made sense to her was follow the white line and get back to the interstate. And even I think when that incident first happened, I didn't think, oh, she's got dementia. Did you kind of chalk it up to she hasn't lived in Troy that long? It's nighttime. She probably just, you know, yeah. you miss one road that you're familiar with and you can't think of a, another back way or something to get there. I think to so, some degree we did, but it was it was still don't quite understand. Right, it's not, yeah. Yeah. So and it, it was something I mean, that would make like sense to us. Older, it's just kind of like expected you to think a degree. That, yeah, it's expected to a degree. Like right. you don't necessarily question it too much. Right, because but I can see right away where you would think because mom's lived in this area the whole you know her whole life, for her to not be able to get to her house from the interstate or, you know, just it 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 didn't make sense and that was why it would be right one of the first things thinking there's something not right about that right like why didn't you just pull over the next street, you know because it's like you know we live in a. There's a subdivisions on either side of the road. Like you just could have pulled over and called. Um, but there was multiple times, even after you know after that, that from her house, which is about five blocks from our house, that she would had gotten lost or pulled into somebody else's house, thought it was ours. Yeah. So then so it wasn't very long that, after that where it's it kind of started snowballing, where yes. uh, those kind of things were happening often enough that we knew something wasn't was there right. an event a specific event that you remember that you you know you thought uh i wouldn't think so. no i think right along the same lines i think when it started becoming really clear that there was an issue was when you know when we started getting the notices that her house payments weren't being made and her electric got shut off because she didn't pay the bill and it was like she didn't she thought she was paying the bills but she wasn't right and um I think that's when it really became clear to me that there's something not right here. Right. Um, and because between the, t- the incident you were talking about and the time when we started noticing the 
not paying the bills and sleeping all the time and um, not not doing her dishes or not, not cleaning her house yes, or burning food and that you know all of those things started to transpire very quickly right I think I think once well, then, we realized it it just all of a sudden was wow you know no was there, there a time where you did not want to face that that reality I still don't want to face oh I, yeah it's hard yeah so, I, yeah. But I but I think it um, kind of like putting a name to it, mm-hmm. um, I think is is helpful. And I think we are very blessed that mom has been very cooperative. Yes, um, I, I was thinking like, about that on the way here. You know, when you took over her finances, she was still living in her house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like going in there at the end of her couch, she'd have all these magazines stacked up with um, bills in between, you know, that she just, you know, she just never paid. Um, so, you know, for that, I am, you know, I am very thankful. Yes. I can remember cleaning out her house and stuff too. And like just different things that you guys would go through and you would say, you know, mom, do you want to keep this? And she was like, oh yes, I need to keep that. And then she would like look the other way and you'd be like in the trash, (laughs) like (laughs) things that she hasn't touched in 20 years right. like how did they even end up here like like you said probably magazines from the year 2002 right or yeah. like why do you need that yeah when we yeah when we were cleaning out the Bakken's house yeah. that was you know that too truly so all these things yeah. that you have that have accumulated and that you've seen began to put a question in your mind mm-hmm. of what's the next step how do we know for sure and so what did you do to, 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 to really kind of either give me a, an answer on what's happening here? Well, I think we pretty quickly knew that we needed to see a neurologist, and um, especially after the second or third time that she got lost um, driving. And she was getting paranoid. Yes, yeah, she too. was that saying was people another... were trying to break in her house. You know, there was yeah, people walking around my yard. Yes, Checking all the paranoid. doors over and over. So and a lot was... of these are common signs yes. to those who do have that type of dementia where they are paranoid they do it's not that they don't hear things but they may think that those things they hear them but they relate it to someone else but or something she's still else. still at the assisted living where mm-hmm. she is now she is she'll still say that there's somebody tapping on my window at night right but i don't want to open the curtain because i don't want to know who it is and and it's so real to them some, yeah very real to them mm-hmm. and before i we talk about like what made us decide then like the neurologist and then a finally assisted living um, I think hindsight 2020, we can look back now and I think see some significant changes in her personality and her behavior. Um, I mean, for all of us, there was a span of time and I'm not even sure what years this all t- started happening, but mother just got so mean um, and just completely out of character. I mean, not just. And when, and when was this then? So, uh, well, I was, I mean, that's. Probably three I years probably or so. Oh, oh I was going to say five or more years. Oh, yeah. Before she was diagnosed. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because like when she, yeah, like when she was living um, with you guys for that, right. show, that, those years, I think after dad passed away. Yeah. And then, you know, shortly after, like when she was living with you guys and then the years when she came back, that's when you saw like hostility. Yeah. And just, and just hatefulness. Yes. Yeah. I mean, completely, yes, completely um, out of character. And, you know, 
definitely we don't want to paint mom in a bad light yeah. at all. We just want you to get an idea of what dementia and Alzheimer's um, looks like for us. Um, mom um, took us to church and we were always faithful in church. She was always active and giving and helping, um, very talented, creative, um, would decorate cakes. Um, just she was all, a great grandma. Yeah. Too. I mean, made the, had the best Christmases. Really, yeah. A lot of really great memories. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I mean, did dad's death, um, trigger, trigger you know, some of that? I'm not sure, but, um, so at the point where we decided that she needed to see a neurologist and then those testings took a couple, I think we that was a couple months from to get May to testing. September, I think, yes. you know, before we got the official um, diagnosis. But I remember when we went to the neurologist the first time um, and he told us you need to be finding somewhere for her to live. Well, I think he came in the room and initially said, you know, looking at her test results, have you looked into assisted living for her? And we said, well, we were waiting for this visit to get a diagnosis to know when we need it. He said, oh, she needs assisted living now. Yeah. Mm. Like almost by the amount of activity in her brain, she needed to be in assisted living yeah. now. And we and just she, couldn't... I think she really, the, de the decline from there I thought was quick. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. It just seemed like once it snowballed, um, it, it, it was... The signs Very were fast. so much more evident and it, yeah. And we couldn't get her to do anything. Couldn't get her to go outside and take a walk or go to the senior center. Yeah, water um, your plants at night or. Yeah, just nothing. nothing. Like she just, I don't think could get her, her brain and her body to do the things that were good for her. Like she just didn't know what was good for her anymore. And she's kind of like that now. Still, yeah. um, you know, if you, if I bring in a, bunch of bananas she'll eat all the bananas in two days you know right now did this test your girl's patience a lot or like what, what was yeah the you know i that? think i think we got a little aggravated I before think we knew what was what was okay well, i should laugh. say i got aggravated <laughs> i'm gonna laugh because like the when sibling, we didn't really know the, like the seriousness of all this you know like really and i remember Dina said she went to mom's one night and she hadn't watered her plants and she hadn't dusted the house for, you know, all year. And Dina said, I just sat down and talked to her and said, this is just wrong, mom. You are, you know, almost sinful, I think, was the words that well, she used. Yeah. Like, but I, in my Intervention, head, yeah. yeah. And I, I may, maybe we'll get into this more, but like the difference between you and I, where I'm... I'm always like giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. Like I didn't want to say. No, Dina, Dina does not do that. <laughs> I'm her husband. So yeah. I wanted, to, <laughs> I I wanted to think that, you know, mom really couldn't help it. And Dina still wanted to say. You, she you need to get off her hiney and, and do it. Yeah. Yes. So did and, you have to learn how to like avoid like criticizing her or overcorrecting her? Well, I think you her, have to learn. Or? I think you have to learn to not correct what she believes is true right like, and we might that's a learning that process not, we got another process that we're going through right now and you just can't argue you know you don't want to argue with say. her yeah how, because how it's her reality yeah so right. sometimes when even when you know it's not true you just have to say oh okay mom yeah but at the beginning at the beginning it was to me i was getting aggravated because mm -hmm. we were like you wanted to move here and this is just for you. I'm just mm -hmm. being truthful. Yeah, I love yeah. my mom. But you wanted to live here. You have this, I mean, a nice little house mm -hmm. for one person. 
And she, I don't think she vacuumed or dusted for a year. Mm. Yeah. And like like Dina said, you know, when we got into the process, like she wouldn't be doing her dishes and you'd go there and you'd see a skillet on the stove that had obviously had burned food in it. So yeah, she just, she wasn't doing, she wasn't motivated at all. That's what we thought. Yes. You're not, what's the problem here? Depression. You know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that is definitely a part of it. I think she, she just spent most of her time sleeping and, um, and watching tv she definitely was depressed yeah and i think that's definitely a part of the whole process and then you know you know and then you through that time you probably want to chalk it up well this is a big change for her she sold the house finally that you have grown up in in, and it's been in your family for 40 some over 50 50 years years, right that's a pretty big impact yeah then you're moving to a new town don't know much about the town a different home feeling alone right and we and we did like consider all those factors i think i think we did for a, a year or six months or Give, whatever giving her that that grace that, or that you right know, that benefit that. of the doubt well I, and i was going to go back real quick like when she struggles trying to communicate or say something do you kind of back then like you brought up frustration or the benefit of the doubt but then did you have to learn how to, I don't know, like, like kind, you would kind of guess what she's trying to say and be like, to help her to like, almost in, like, and then encourage her. Like, well, she I like loses her word and you're like, do you mean? Well, do you, I, I don't even know if she's really, I don't know if I've actually noticed like, um, I don't know that she knows how to share a whole lot of her feelings maybe anymore. Yeah. Everything Um, seems very cut and dry with her. Yeah. I mean, not, and even I would say on that note, there's a lot of things um, that I guess you would consider sensitive subjects a little bit with her now that, you know, there's been times that we'll go to visit her. We'll take the kids, you know, we've got the kids there with us and, you know, she'll ask things like, or just make mention like, well, your grandpa hasn't come to visit me in a while. He probably doesn't even love me anymore. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sure he does. Right. You know, he just, I think he's probably busy. Right. Like, and what do you say? I mean, he's, he's passed away for many years now. So, you you know, to to her, (laughs) like in those situations, like not correcting. Do you have to almost reality? Um, you did. I think, to just listen say, to it and just kind of, you know, I'm sure like, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that's not the case or, you know, and we have said to her regarding dad, like, well, mom, you know, you remember that, um, dad's passed away and she would say, oh yeah, you know, that's right. Um, we did. She, I mean, she, she almost always says, I don't remember going to the funeral, but I remember him in the casket. Yeah. So, she, you know, it's just like she at Christmas time, I think this year was the most significant where she just, you know, in, in, in a very solemn, you know, um, sincere questioning. She I was decorating her room for Christmas and she said, Susan, I got to ask you a question. And I said, what um, did your dad pass away? And I said, well, yeah, mom, he's been, dad's been gone for quite some time. And she said, really? Like how long? Like more than a year? And I said, yeah, he's been gone like 12 years now. Oh, well, I guess that explains why he never comes to see me. Right. And so, I mean, in those cases, I feel like you have to be honest. And, but even though she doesn't, 
you know, she can't wrap her head around it. And she'll wake up the next day and it'll be and she, all new again. Yeah, like the time she doesn't thing. even. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you find yourself more like almost feeling her emotions instead of facing or like instead of the facts? Obviously, like you talk about like how uh, Woody or Homer passed away, her husband, and I'm sure you want to correct her mm -hmm. or but do you kind of let her have that emotion so she still ha goes through the different like, emotions? Like, does she seem upset by anything anymore? I don't Or, like, think when so. she says those kind of things, does she... Or does it almost not even, like, register a feeling for her anymore? I have... I, I don't know exactly the answer to that, but I know I've never seen her cry since no. she's been in assisted living. So do you guys? No, I think it's, it's like she does. I don't know that she has an emotion about. Right. I think maybe it's just kind of keeping all her facts straight in her life. Mm -hmm. um, but so to like the bare minimal and then feed off her feelings. You yeah. Mean? Like, but I don't think there's a lot of feelings. And mm -hmm. I don't mean that in a bad way. I know, yeah. But like she doesn't cry and she doesn't get angry. You know, it's just kind of, I think there's sometimes so much going Yeah, well, yeah. there's so much going on in her brain, I so think. So do you have to limit, like, distractions then? Or, like, is, there, is it pretty simple for, I mean, like, do I you think, try to make it as simple as you can for her? Like, what, conversations or Conversations, just, meals, or. Well, I think, like, um, in which we're, we'll get to as to when and why we decided on assisted living, um, but that simplified her life. Okay. When we when she had to go to assisted living, take you as know, many she, distractions as you can away. Yeah, she's got a you know her nice room and she eats um, the same time. She's got a routine. You now, know. does it seem to help to have like a strict schedule? That structure, I'd say structure. structure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been very good for her. So those would be good things for someone to remember to do. Or like, what about? I know we kind of talked about anger or being frustrated like what are things that you can see could help somebody who's gone through the or going to go through this or just at the beginning you girls are what three was, years in oh yeah not even that yeah, okay not even in. okay about, yeah about a year and but i would say um before you get to where you have to maybe put them in a nursing home mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me or assisted living um you know, like when I was getting frustrated because she wasn't doing anything and she had no motivation and um, she would, you know, get lost at this. What I would think is a simple thing going from your house to our house. Um, I would just think have people if you have a family member that's in their 70s, mid 70s, just to think about that that maybe that's a possibility that maybe this is something is, you know, going on and consider that as, um, you know, maybe my parent has got early, you know, Alzheimer's and maybe we need to make an appointment or have a conversation with your doctor. And there, and there are certain signs that they can look for, which again, you did not know they were signs until later on right? when you did a little more research or, yeah, and I was going to say something, I mean, about, like you said, other signs, um, you know, spending habits and not remembering things she already had. And she would have, you know, five things of moisturizer or six things of 
shampoos, you know, yes. would you say that yes. looking always, back? Always the economy size. Yeah. So 20 <laughs> bottles of economy size shampoo for one little old lady. <laughs> so for those that are listening and um, may, may be seeing some of these things in their own parent. So uh, like, yeah. So share, yeah, share with some so, of the signs that, you know, are visible that could trigger you to think, I might need to go a little further into this and really pay more attention to my mom or to my dad and to see where this leads. So, so before we end this episode, let's yeah. just, you know, I think um, a personality change for mom looking back could possibly have been a sign. Um, spending habits, you know possibly be a, another sign that you know something is going on the the amount of hours a day she slept slept definitely yes. a sign the and depression that came along yeah with that. and just not caring about cleaning her house or being social um so you know definitely are you finding yourself giving more like um, visual clues or visual answers or solutions than you are with words like the i'm trying to think like does she do better or was someone with Alzheimer do better with like a visual like response or like showing them or can they still like comprehend like the question without getting frustrated? Is it better to do a visual? Um, if that I think sense. it depends on the, the depth of the, yeah, the type of, of, yeah. the, of the Alzheimer's or dementia. Right. I mean, I don't think with mom, um, it's just been, I think she's been very cooperative and um, go, she trusts Susan and I and she knows that we're helping her. And um, she's very intellectual, but but the memory is the problem. Right. And it's the short term stuff. And we'll bring up probably something in the next episode, but her long term or stuff way in the past from years and years ago, she can remember and she remembers, um, she still remembers all of all of us, our, our grandkids, Mm -hmm. um, great grandkids, you know, she remembers their names. And so do you find um, yourself like turning questions into like answers instead, kind of going back to like the visual thing, like instead of saying or asking like, do you have to go to the bathroom? Do you find yourself like, Here's the bathroom right yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would say so. Um, yeah. It's just kind of. Like, the, would those be helpful for someone? Yeah. I mean, just kind of helping them along. Yeah. Instead of asking them a bunch of questions. Yeah. You, almost you, giving you just, them the answers yes. or showing them. Yes. Yes. Or, you know, just kind of say, like, this is this is what we're going to do today. And this is the restaurant we're going to go to. Not have her think so much, I yeah. think, is And giving her helpful. encouragement, it sounds like. Instead Absolutely. Of, yeah. Like you said, structure. Yeah. Like you both mentioned structure and keeping to kind of a game plan. Does that seem to help with oh. someone just in her stage, I guess? Yes. Yeah. I, I would say for sure structure has been good for her mentally. A, a routine, a daily routine. That routine. Is, mm. Yeah. Something that they can continue in and almost, you know, by just motor skills, know what to do. Yeah. She knows when to get up. She knows when breakfast is. She knows when. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She yes, knows she, when those she are. She enjoys that. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I think she, she it's a, she knows when they are, but she can't tell you from one day to the next if she if went she to actually went. Or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's I mean, because in one sentence she'll say, "Yesterday when I went to breakfast," or "Yesterday I slept all day, so I didn't go into any meals," and then the next minute she'll say, "Now yesterday we had ham and cheese for lunch," and so <laughs> yeah. we don't know whether she goes to those so meals or not. So you almost have to yeah. avoid like quizzing her, like oh yeah, you just kind of let oh, that yeah. go. We just let yeah. her, t- yeah, because you you yeah, I mean. We always say she's not a good historian, so yeah. can't really go with what she right. remembers. <laughs> and then I'll just, before we um, wrap this episode up, I just want to say like one thing that we have learned or we both have decided that we weren't going to do is, is phrases like, now, mom, you know, that's not true. Or, or mom, don't you remember? And we try not to, we just try to encourage her or steer her another direction yes and because i don't want her to ever feel bad um and we can you know we'll talk about some things that's happened recently but um we're just uh, thankful that we can love her and take care of her the best that we can and that's something else um i like to say that everybody's situations are different mm-hmm. susan and i both work full-time jobs and I can say if either one of us um, could be at home and have mom in our house and take of her, take care of her that way, we would. But that's not our situation. And you have to not feel bad about that. You have to know that you are doing. And then I think both of us feel that we are doing the very best that we can for our mom at this stage of life. And um, you can't compare your journey with somebody else's and just do the best for your loved one. Yeah. Well, I know um, Dina will share and Susan will share in our next episode, and I hope that you listen, um, on, on really the point where they had to make that very, very difficult decision on to sell the house and put her their mom into assisted living. And I know that Stephanie has some questions as well that she wants to bring to them and uh, to each one of our listeners. And so pay attention uh, as we go into our next episode. And uh, certainly I appreciate Susan, my favorite sister-in-law, being with us tonight, along with my wife, Dina, Andy, and Stephanie. We'll We'll see see you later. Life's a story where everyone has a story to tell. Thanks for listening.